Hi there brothers and sisters, John Marcus here. Today I'd like to share with you on the salvation truth. And so, if we go to Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and uh, 21, it says, But know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. So there is actually only one correct interpretation of uh, the Word of God. Of course, when we look at the Scriptures, we will always look at the Scripture in context. And, um, and so the Word of God was inspired by the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit will always give the correct interpretation to Scripture. Um, so we need to look at the Scriptures without prejudice. And we ask the Holy Spirit to shine His light upon the Scriptures and give us revelation and understanding to what they mean. And so when, it, when we look at salvation, we have to see how salvation comes to us in spirit, soul, and body. And so in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, uh, it says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That we will be complete in spirit, soul and body. So if we look at... Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 and looking at verse 12 it says there for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joints and marrow and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart the word of God is able to pierce and to divide between spirit and and soul. As we look at the scriptures, it's very important that we understand which scriptures are referring to the spirit part of us and which scriptures are referring to the soul part of us. If we get that wrong, we will come to the wrong interpretation. So we're going to look today at some of the scriptures and as we look at them, I want you to go and uh, think to yourself think for yourselves and uh, come to the right conclusion with the help of the Holy Spirit. Are they talking about the spirit or are they talking about the soul? And that will help us to understand salvation a lot uh, better. So we know um, that the word spirit in Greek means uh, pneuma, which means wind and we know this our spirit is the eternal part of us when jesus died on the cross in luke 23 46 what did he say he said father into your hands i commit my spirit and so his spirit went back to heaven to be with the father stephen as well is another good example who was martyred and he said lord jesus receive my spirit in act 759 
um, if we look at the soul, in Greek it means pushke, which means soul or life. Um, it's translated both life or translated soul. And uh, it also refers to the ego and the, the life or personality of a person. Um, so we know that um, inside the soul, um, it's the soul is made up of emotions, intellect, and will. And so, um, you know, in, in our emotions, we can reflect and we can begin to flow in emotions such as sorrow or joy. Um, in our intellect, it, 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 it's referring to things like understanding and wisdom and insight. Um, our, our, our mind um, and then will is an expression of decisions that we make so the will I think is very very important and uh, so if we look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 25 Hebrews chapter 11 verse 25 it says choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. So Moses is a very good example of a man who exercised his will. He could have chosen a very easy path um, in Egypt and uh, lived a very comfortable, easy life. But instead, he exercised his will and he chose rather to suffer affliction with the people of God instead of enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season. And he did that with, with um, wonderful consequences to the people of Israel, as we know. Um, and so when, when we talk about salvation, um, salvation comes to our soul which is there's certain things that we need to overcome in our emotions, in our intellect, our mind, and our will. Um, and also a, a word that we need to look at is the is the heart, because when we're referring to the soul, it also um, very much relates uh, to the heart of a person. Um, the heart is is that the things that motivate you. Um, so. The heart is, reveals, um, gives a sense of priority. What, what, what are we prioritizing in our life? Um, um, so out of the heart flow the issues of life. And uh, <clears throat> so when we grow in salvation progressively in our soul, there's a lot that we need to overcome in our heart. So when we look at salvation, um, we can look at the tabernacle of Moses because the tabernacle of Moses actually um, gives us a picture of the spirit, the soul, and the body. So we know that there was the Holy of Holies inside the tabernacle. And that represents um, our spirit. The holy place, 
represents our soul and the outer court represents our physical body. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the Holy of Holies, which uh, is a picture of our spirit. So we know that the high priest, you know, he went uh, once a year into the Holy of Holies and he first um, was cleansed through the blood of the, the animal. And so he couldn't be contaminated with any sin. And if he was, he would have died because in the Holy of Holies, there's no sin is allowed to enter into the Holy of Holies of the tabernacle. And so he went in there once a year and he sprinkled the blood of the lamb on the, the seat of mercy. And then the voice of God cried out, uh, mercy, mercy for the people's sins to be forgiven them because of the blood of the lamb and so the high priest administ was ad uh, administering um, this for on on for the sake of the people of israel and um, so this is a picture of salvation that comes to us in our spirit which is justification which is a gift from God when we are saved and born again where we are now declared righteous before God we receive a gift of righteous we are justified before God um, by his grace and his and his forgiveness and uh, we can see that in Romans chapter 5 verse 9 Romans chapter 5 verse 9 much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him let me repeat that much more than having now been justified by his blood we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him so all of us, when we received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we repented of our, of our sin, and we received Christ's uh, sacrifice on our behalf by faith, we were justified. And so, the presence of God and the Spirit of Christ came into our spirit, into our spirit man, and we were born again so the high priest who is jesus christ came and lived inside of our spirit and we were recreated and we were uh, we became new creatures in christ jesus and so um, jesus as our high priest he entered into your spirit and he sprinkled his blood the blood of the, his own blood, the blood of the Lamb. And so we were completely saved um, in our spirit. There is absolutely no contamination of sin and darkness inside of our spirit man. You have to understand that there is no sin inside of your spirit man, inside of your spirit. Because when you receive Christ Jesus, you are completely saved 
inside of your spirit. And so there is no darkness, there is no sin inside of your spirit. Only this place has been reserved for Jesus as the high priest and the lamb and the savior and the king of kings. So brothers and sisters, Jesus Christ is our high priest and after he was risen from the dead, he went and presented his blood to the Father as a sacrifice for us. And so when we were born again, the Spirit of Christ comes into us and Jesus Christ, who is our high priest, he comes into our spirit and we are recreated, we are born again. And so in this part of us, there's there doesn't need to be any further work. It's, it's a complete work that is being done in our spirit. But it doesn't stop there. So now that we have been born again and we've become children of God, now the process continues in our soul. And so after salvation, initial salvation, we still have many things that we have to overcome inside of our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And so we progressively work out our salvation uh, in our soul by, by, um, by disciplines and, and by daily coming before God and walking with Him and before Him, we get victories inside of our soul. And so our soul represents the holy place in the tabernacle of Moses. And this is where uh, sanctification takes place. And so the Holy Spirit comes and ministers uh, sanctification to our souls uh, progressively as we walk before God uh, day by day. Um, and so we have to make a daily conscious choice to walk in fellowship with God on a daily basis. And as we do that, He helps us to overcome so many things um, inside of our soul. Um, and so the holy place represents a continual work, a constant work, a daily work that is taking place within our souls. Um, we know that in the holy place, there was the table of the bread of presence. Um, and this speaks of um, the word of God. You know, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And so he said, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. So you must believe and you must eat uh, the good word of God. So we need fresh bread every day to eat from the table. So just like they put uh, fresh bread in the holy place there um, on a daily basis, there was uh, no stale bread left there from yesterday. Um, in the same way, you and I need daily to partake and to eat of the bread of life, the word of God and get that fresh manner every day and as we do this uh, on a constant uh, basis 
you we will see change taking place in our soul we will see transformation and metamorphosis and and change and sanctification and transformation taking place in our souls um, so many of us starve um, spiritually um, because of disobedience of not partaking of his bread every day in other words not eating of the bread of his truth on a daily basis and so this is something that you and I need to really uh, uh, work at uh, on a daily basis and also in the holy place there was the altar of incense um, and that pictures um, prayer and purification and so incense had to be continually renewed uh, and the fire had to be kept burning uh, so the fire was not allowed to go out so that incense is a picture of our prayer life of communing with the father and talking to the father uh, in prayer every every day and so we know that 1 Thessalonians 5 17 says pray without ceasing so um, we need to have continual prayer in our soul life and by praying to God on a daily basis and being involved in the intercession um, and by waiting on God waiting or coming before him and being still and quiet before him in prayer and waiting upon him um, we are able to overcome so much within our soul life and so the fire of the Holy Spirit begins to burn as we pray and that uh, brings change to our soul um, when we stop praying and we just uh, stop waiting upon God um, we will get into a state of starting to backslide away from God and so we we need to come back to him and we come back to him by really praying and waiting upon him uh, every day and so our souls begin to overcome in so many ways um, also in the holy place was the candlestick um, and uh, the candlestick um, represents our will and so you know there were the branches uh, that candlestick had different branches and so that branches um, refers to what is written there in John chapter 15 verses 4 where it says abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine so neither can you unless you abide in me Christ himself said I could do nothing of myself but only I can do what I see my father doing and what I hear my father saying Jesus himself in his earthly um, life um, he set the example and so he abided in his father and he said I can't do anything other than what I do through my abiding in my father 
And so you and I uh, cannot overcome things that we need to overcome without abiding in the vine, abiding in Christ, abiding in our intimate relationship with the Father. And this abiding is very much connected to our will. And so abiding is a, is a choice that we make. It We choose to maintain fellowship. We choose to abide with Him. We choose to fellowship with Him. And so this is an, exercise, an exercising of our will, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> so it's a life of walking in Christ, walking with God. And so it's a choice that we make. And so if you and I uh, want to become uh, full overcomers in Christ and to truly become the bride of Christ, and I'll just make a statement here that not everyone is going to become the glorious bride of Christ, but only those who become full overcomers. And those full overcomers are the ones that have made choices with their will to allow God to finish the work that He has started in them. So, um, the, the candlestick had those branches, and so the, the, each of those branches had to have uh, fresh oil in the morning and at night. Um, so, in Ephesians 5, um, 18, it says, But be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so, our abiding in Him, our maintaining fellowship with Him, um, our praying, and what comes to my mind right now is praying in the understanding, which is in the language that we know, such as English, but also praying in the Spirit, which is praying in tongues, in other languages. And so when we pray in the Spirit, and we pray in understanding, and we have this fellowship with Him, um, we are being filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's a daily uh, being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not a, a one-time baptism of the Holy Spirit, but after that it's a daily be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So having a fresh supply of oil in our lives. And, and this is what the overcomer uh, does. Um, we, we make a constant choice to walk in fellowship with Him and to get that fresh oil on a daily basis. Hallelujah. And so, when we think of our soul and we think of our will, exercising our will, um, there are rewards for our obedience and there's punishment for disobedience. And so, when we stand before the Lord one day, we are going to receive inheritance and rewards according to our obedience. Or we're going to, um, you know, cry before the Lord and say, what a fool I have been for not exercising my will to obey you. And so let's be one of those um, uh, wise virgins, uh, which really is a picture of, of the bride of Christ and uh, who keeps... Um, a good stock of oil and keeps communion and fellowship with the Lord on a daily basis and allows the
that constant work to take place in the soul so that we become completely purified in the soul. And so this, this is talking about our fellowship, isn't it? Our fellowship and our walk uh, as a believer before the Lord. Um, so uh, let me just summarize. In our spirit, we have a right standing with God. It's, it's justification. It's the gift of righteousness. We have a right relationship with God as a gift that has been given to us. But in our soul, this is our walk before God which is a choice. We choose to have fellowship with Him. We can choose to break fellowship. We can choose to neglect fellowship. We can choose to neglect maintaining that love, walk, and relationship with Him. And so the bride of Christ chooses to walk in intimacy with Him. So when we look at um, the Scriptures, we need to see the context of the scriptures so that are they referring to our spirit or our, which is justification or are they referring to our soul which is sanctification and so let's look at some of the scriptures now and uh, come to the right uh, interpretation so if I go to 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 let's read that 1 John chapter 3 verse 9 no one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God no one who is born of God practices sin because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God. So is that talking about your spirit, or is it talking about your soul? Is it talking about justification, or about sanctification? Just think about it for a while. So we realize that that scripture is talking about our spirit. Because remember what, when I said the well, high priest entered into the Holy of Holies and there's no contamination of sin there. And so when Christ as the high priest came inside of you, he came to justify you and you became a son or a daughter of the, of the living God, a new creature in Christ, new creation in Christ. And so inside you of your spirit, you cannot sin. You do not sin. And so, this scripture is obviously referring to our spirit. So, let's look at another scripture in 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 to 10. If we say that we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word is not in us. So that's kind of saying very clearly 
that we do sin. That the believer does sin. And it's saying if we do sin, we are to confess our sins. And if we confess our sins, He's able to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus is able to cleanse us from all our unrighteousness. So that's obviously referring to things that we struggle with in our soul. And so when we sin, that sin is connected to something in our soul that we are struggling with. We have not yet overcome. And so we need to get the victory in that area. And so we need to progressively overcome in our soul. And if we do mess up and we do miss the mark, we can go to the Lord and we go to the Father and say, Father, I've sinned. I've messed up. And we confess our sin. And we get the sin washed and cleaned away in the blood of Jesus. And so we do not continue to walk in, in, in fear and in guilt and in shame and in condemnation. But you, we just know that our Father loves us and He wants to help us in these areas that we are struggling with. Does that mean that we can just continue to sin as freely as we like because he, He'll forgive us anyway? No, we know that because He loves us, He doesn't want us to walk in sin. And He wants us to overcome. He wants us to mature and grow. But in that process of growing and maturing, we do sin and we do miss the mark. And so we confess our sins and He forgives us and He washes our sins in the precious blood of Jesus. So we are perfect in our spirit. But we are imperfect in our soul. But we don't use as as an excuse just to live a, a compromised life. But we say, Father, help me to overcome in my soul. And so that I can get the complete victory in my soul. Another scripture is Ephesians. So let me go to um, Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 8 and 9. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. That is talking about justification. It's talking about being saved in your spirit. That we are saved, we are justified by grace, um, by, uh, we are saved through faith. Um, and it's not by ourselves, but it's a gift of God. So it's not by our works, by our striving, by what, by what we have done, but it's about His grace that has come to us and has saved us. And... We've put our faith in Him and His goodness. His work for us has brought us to salvation. 
And so that's justification where we received uh, the gift of righteousness and we were made right before the Father. If we look at uh, Philippians chapter 2 verses 12, it says there, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Look at that last part. It says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So the first scripture that we've just read, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, we can't boast in our works. We can't boast in anything we've done because we are saved by what Christ has done, not what we have done. It came to us by grace and through faith. But now, this other scripture, Philippians 2.12, is saying, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So it, there's obviously a part that we are playing. There are things that we have to do, an exercise of the will. And so, obviously, the scripture is referring to our soul. Uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling means um, have a holy fear of God in your life and have uh, a heart that wants to obey Him, a heart that is given over to Him for Him to do a deeper work inside of our soul. And so when we look at the things that we are struggling with, when we look at darkness that is still in our soul, when we see how we sometimes stumble and fall, we realize that there are things in our soul that we have yet to overcome. Things in our mind, things in our emotions, things in our, our, the exercise of our will where we sometimes choose to do things and we know that that's not obeying Him. Things in our mind, we struggle with thoughts. Things in our emotions where we struggle with things like anger and bitterness. And, and we struggle with pride. We struggle with self-pity. Uh, we struggle with different kinds of emotions. Um, and we convicted because we are sons and we are daughters. We are tr truly His children. There's a conviction of sin. And so the Father comes to us by the Holy Spirit and doesn't condemn us. But He says, son, daughter... I know your struggle. I want to help you more than you possibly know. More than you even want to help yourself. I want to help you, son, daughter. And so he wants to help us to overcome. And through his love and through coming to him in fellowship, we hear the voice of the father saying, son, daughter, I know your struggles. I want to help you. And he, and, he, and he comes to us and He helps us in our mind. He helps us in our intellect. He helps us in our thoughts. He helps us in, the, in the, our, the things in our emotions. He helps us in the things that we struggle where we give ourselves to things that we know we shouldn't give ourselves to. But he, and we say, Father, I don't want to behave in that way. And He says, I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you strength to overcome these things. Hallelujah. Let's look at a few more scriptures. In Colossians 2 verse 10, it says, Colossians 2 verse 10, it says, 
and in him you have been made complete and he is the head of all rule and authority look at that first part in him you have been made complete so it's talking about past tense so that's talking about when your life was given to Christ and you received him by faith when you repented and you had that deep conviction of sin and you received Christ within and you believed in him salvation came to your spirit you are complete in him you are a son you are a daughter it's a done deal it's a finished deal you are always saved he will never leave you he will never forsake you you are complete in him so in your spirit man you are absolutely complete if you looked at your 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 um, spirit man you would see that it is absolutely uh, clean it's absolutely pure and holy a complete work is done you are complete in him in your spirit and we can compare that scripture to Matthew chapter 5 so if we go to Matthew chapter 5 verse 48 it says therefore you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Let me repeat that. Matthew chapter 5 verse 48. Therefore you are to be perfect. As your heavenly Father is perfect. That is talking about present future tense, right? So it's saying you're not perfect yet. But progressively through the fellowship and the relationship that you have. You are being made perfect. Therefore, you are to be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. So there's a sense of, as you fellowship with God, as a son and daughter, in your soul, you are progressively supposed to get victory after victory and after victory and victory and victory and so there's a sense of a transformation a metamorphosis a change taking place in your soul and you progressively becoming like Christ within your soul and that comes through a daily work as we keep that relationship with God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Lord Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 1 to 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 1 to 5. It is actually reported that there is immorality among you and immorality of such a kind as does not exist even among the Gentiles that someone has his father's wife you have become arrogant and have not mourned it instead so that the one who has done this deed would be removed from your midst for i on my part though absent in body but present in spirit have already judged him 
who has so committed this as though I were present. In the name of the Lord Jesus, when you are assembled, and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Here we see a person who is truly saved. He had a born-again experience. He was justified. He is a child of God. But this one has fallen away from God and broken fellowship and fallen into sin, but has obviously progressively fallen away into a lot of darkness and disobedience to God and has fallen into grave sin to the extent that the sin got so bad that he's now taken his own uh, father's wife. And so Paul, by discernment of the Spirit and understanding what was going on, was saying, in this case, it is best to hand this one over to Satan, that his body will be destroyed, but that his spirit will be saved in the day of salvation. So this is actually the mercy of God, because if this one continues to walk like this, it would just mean that this one is going to walk in more disobedience and cause more damage to the body of Christ and pollute the body of Christ. And so Paul is saying, hand this one over to Satan that his body will be destroyed, but his spirit can be saved in the day of salvation. So notice that the person's spirit is still saved. He's still a child of God. He still goes to heaven. His, his eternal standing before God has not been taken away from him. But his rewards, his inheritance are, are being lost because he's fallen into this grave sin. And so there are times where people walk in such disobedience to God, even though that they are saved, that there actually comes a point where the Holy Spirit will actually stop striving and stop working and wooing a person. And the Holy Spirit knows, God knows when that person has reached that point. There does come a point in a, in a believer's life where the Holy Spirit will stop working on them and stop convicting you of sin. And only God knows when that point is reached. <clears throat> And so often um, the Holy Spirit would show when a person has got into such grave sin that it is actually the mercy of God that they actually die and go to heaven at that point instead of living on the earth any longer. In James chapter 5 verse 19 James chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. My brethren, if any among you strays from the truth, and one turns him back, let him know 
that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from the death from death and will cover a multitude of sins let me read that again my brethren if any among you strays from the truth and one turns him back let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and will cover a multitude of sins notice that uh, that scripture is saying that there are certain ones that fall away fall into error fall into disobedience fall into sin backslide but if you come to someone like that and you speak to them and you minister to them and you lead them to repentance and they come back to the Lord, you're actually helping them to prevent them from continuing a life of sin. And so you're helping them to overcome in their soul so that they can now start to move again in victory and start to move along a path where their souls are saved from that destruction and now they can start to, again to flow as believers who begin to overcome in their soul so that's obviously referring to the soul of a believer if we go to Romans chapter 8 And reading verse 6, it says, For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. So to be carnally minded is death. So salvation does not rest on the condition of the mind, but it does mean we are dead to righteousness of dead to the righteousness of God. So the light has gone out of the soul or the holy place. And so when our mind is set on the flesh, death sets into the soul when the mind is set on sin we are dead to righteousness in the soul in other words we are not living righteously righteously before god in in maintaining a righteous relationship with god in the soul and so um we can come to a point where because of our disobedience that fellowship is completely broken from God in our soul. And so we're not living and maintaining a righteous walk before God. Although our right standing, which is a gift from God, which is the justification, and it's a, um, the, the, what's taken place in our spirit, that will not be taken away from us. We are children of God. He will never leave us and He will never forsake us. But when we choose in our mind to walk carnally and to walk in the flesh, death sets in. And so um, 
it causes darkness to set into our soul. And it causes death to set into our soul. And so, of course, we have to avoid that. And we avoid that by maintaining fellowship, by maintaining communion with the Lord, so that the light of God comes into our soul, and the, the presence of God comes into our soul, and the, and the truth of God, the good word of God comes into our soul, and so that we, we overcome. Let's look at a few more scriptures in Hebrews chapter 10. Verses 14, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 14, it says, For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. That is talking about the spirit man, where we are perfected forever in our spirit man. And so the, the spirit has already been completely sanctified. Where um, Christ came in, we were born again, and that has become a holy of holies where the glory of God dwells within. Christ within us, the hope of glory, dwells within our spirit man. It's the holy of holies inside of us. There is absolutely no contamination of sin within your spirit. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Now, the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. So that is obviously referring to the soul that is being changed into the image of the Lord by the Holy Spirit. And so we are being transformed into the image of Christ in our soul. And that is a process that is taking place in our soul. In Hebrews chapter 10, uh, verses 10 to 14, Hebrews 10, 10 to 14, it says, By this will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Every priest stands daily ministering and offering time after time the same sacrifices which can never take away sin. But he, having offered one sacrifice for sins for all time, sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time onward, until the enemies be made a footstool for his feet. For by one offering he has perfected for all time those who are sanctified. Hallelujah. So, the offering of the Lord Jesus Christ 
is for our spirit, our soul, and our body. And so the high priest came into our spirit, and the work has now been completed in our spirit. But the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, continues, the, the fire, the presence of God continues to work in our soul as we progressively are sanctified and saved within our soul. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, verses uh, 10 to 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 to 15, according to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it and it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. So, this is referring to believers. This is referring to all people who have been saved or are born again. But everything that we do in our life, everything that we build in our life, will go through the fire of God. And only those things that are gold, silver, and precious stones, those things will remain. The things that are built with wood, hay, and stubble will be burned away and nothing will, will remain. This is referring to our soul, our walk, our fellowship, our communion with the Lord, our obedience to the things that He tells us to do. And so all of us are involved in building things. We're involved in doing things every day. And so if we're going to be wise, we're going to do everything in fellowship with Him, in Him. And so like the Lord Jesus said, He said, I can do nothing of myself. He, we are encouraged to abide in Him. So as we maintain fellowship with Him, and it's even more than that, it's, it's making a conscious choice in your will to say, I only want to speak what you want me to say. I only want to do what you want me to do. And so what I'm doing is the work of the kingdom. What I'm doing is what you are asking me to do. And by growing that progressively up in that kind of obedience, we are going to find that we are building with gold, silver, and precious stones. 
But when we are doing things when we don't have fellowship with Him, when we're not walking in communion with Him, when we are not walking in holding His hand, when we are not walking in abiding in Him, we will find that those things that we are doing when we are not abiding in Him are going to be burned away. The wood, the hay, the stubble. So, as we overcome in our soul, we learn to exercise our will and to build with Him and to, to choose to, to do what He is asking us to do, not the things that we want to do. And so the foolish ones are those that do things out of their own desires and their own will and their own pleasures. But as we mature, the wise ones say, I give up what I want. I am crucified to Christ, and it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. And we, we die to our own dreams, we die to our own desires and our own will, and we say, Father, I'm your son. I want to obey your will. I want to do what you want me to do. And as we progressively make those choices, we find that we are now overcoming in our will and we are overcoming in our soul and we're maturing as sons and daughters. We're becoming mature sons and daughters. And as we become mature sons and daughters, we find that now what we are building is what is really of His kingdom. It's built on the rock and it will stand the test of time. Even when the winds and the storms come, it will stand because we have built on Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In 1 John 4.17 1 John 4.17 it says by this love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is so also are we in the world it says there in the last part so also are we in this world so Because as He is, so also are we in this world. And so Christ is the first Son. But we have become sons and daughters of the living God through salvation in Christ. And so He has become our brother. And so because Christ is inside of us, we are as Christ is on the earth. And so a generation will arise in the end time that actually 100% um, lives out um, Him on the earth. But what we can know is that because Christ is inside of us and because we are sons and daughters of God, 
so we are like him on this earth. And so just as Christ w walked the earth for those 33 years, because we are new creatures in Christ and we have Christ within our spirit man, so we are like him on the earth. That's what it means. So it's speaking about our, the spirit uh, part of us. In 1 uh, John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. So that's obviously referring to our soul. Purifies himself just as he is pure. And so that's a choice that we make. We, just like we've the Holy of Holies and the Tabernacle of Moses, we choose to purify ourselves. So we choose to eat of the good word of God every day. That It's like water that washes over our soul as we eat the pure word of God. We eat from Christ who is the word of God. Um, we pray, we intercede, uh, we pray in the understanding, we pray in the Spirit. And as we pray that the fire of God, we're being filled with the Holy Spirit, we're maintaining fellowship, and we actually start to overcome things in our soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we choose, we make a, a choice to abide in Him. And to maintain that fellowship. And as we do these spiritual exercises on a daily basis, uh, we'll find that we are overcoming. We are overcoming. We are overcoming. When, he, when we see something that we're struggling with, we, we go to Him. We do warfare that needs to be done. We don't remain passive, but we rise up as soldiers, as warriors. We say, God, I'm struggling with this. And we go to go to war and we realize that we have authority against the demonic we have authority against strongholds we have authority against darkness we have authority over ancestral curses we have authority against everything that we see that we have not overcome and as we come to him in fellowship and we say father i'm struggling with this thing he loves us he loves us and as we just keep coming before Him, keep coming before Him, keep bringing these things before, before Him. And as we fellowship with other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ, God will use them to pray for us and to minister us and help us as well. And we will get the victory. Hallelujah. One more scripture. In 1 uh, John chapter 3, verse 2, it says, 1 John chapter 3 verse 2 Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears we will be like Him because we will see Him just as He is. So that means we shall be like Him in our body. Hallelujah. So when He shall appear, we shall be like 
Him. And so eventually we are also going to receive the complete victory in our physical bodies. That we will receive a glorified immortal bodies from Him. And the full salvation shall be received in spirit, in soul, and in body. And let me end uh, with just giving you a picture. You know, like if you take a camera, a camera takes a photograph. So what does the camera do? The camera focuses on a person, right? Let's say we're taking a picture of a of a person. So the camera lens focuses on the purses, person and then snaps a picture. And so a fully grown uh, negative is uh, uh, obtained uh, inside of the camera. Uh, it's snapped inside of the camera. Um, and so if you take that negative and you place that negative in the darkroom, and as you know, they take those negatives and they place them within uh, chemicals inside the darkroom. And then gradually that negative begins to be transformed uh, into through those liquids, right? Those liquids in, are there that are used where the negative is placed in the darkroom. And then it's eventually changed and you can see the, the beautiful picture that it becomes. Um, and so the, if we look at that, how that picture is taken, the focus on a person, the negative is formed inside of the cam camera. That negative represents your spirit, a, a, a perfect Christ, a perfect new creation is inside of your spirit. But now we have to go through the darkroom experience. And so in life, we go through many tests, suffering, trials. God in his wisdom allows us to go through many difficult experiences. But all of those experiences are meant to mature us and to get help us to get victories in our soul so that we can become overcomers in our soul and so everything in our soul in our mind in our will in our emotions that we can overcome completely and so the full overcomer will come overcome completely and so the a f perfect picture of what was on the negative is will be captured on the photograph not only parts of the picture but a full picture colored picture will be captured on that photograph and so that's a speaking of the full overcomer who is completely overcome in the soul the soul has now become like christ as well uh, christ as well in other words self complete salvation has now come to the soul and so there will be a generation. I believe that this is referring to those who are part of the bride of Christ, the full overcomers, those who have walked to the top of Mount Zion and have completely overcome. Those ones uh, will be the bride of Christ, the full overcomers. 
and so and then eventually also you know what do they do with the photograph they take the photograph and they put it in a beautiful frame uh, on your desk right like behind me there's a there's a there's a couple of beautiful photographs that have been framed there and so that frame is speaking about the body and so we'll eventually receive these glorified bodies and so full salvation full some bodies that will never die glorified bodies hallelujah that will never die that will continue to live thank you father and so full salvation comes to us in spirit in soul and in body hallelujah thank you father god so in our spirit we are justified in our soul we are sanctified in our body we are glorified hallelujah when we receive salvation our spirit we were set free from the penalty of sin hallelujah when sanctification took place in our soul we are saved from the power of sin in our soul hallelujah and as we receive these new glorified immortal bodies we are saved from the presence of sin hallelujah full salvation full salvation is given